Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. Stay ahead of all the big games in the best league in the world, the Premier League. With the latest odds, form guides, expert opinions and more, the fans are the players at Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrokes.com, 18plusbegambleaware.org, T's and C's apply. This is a game day podcast from Talk Sport. Game day, your verdict. Hello, I'm Laura Woods, and this is the Your Verdict podcast, the very best of your calls to Talk Sports phone in shows on Saturday night after another dramatic game day. We had Arsenal beating Burnley on Talk Sport to start the day off, a big win for Norwich City on Talk Sport 2 against Newcastle United, and more VAR drama on Talk Sport with Manchester City so close to beating Tottenham before the technology once again intervenes. We'll hear the best of your calls as well as exclusive match day reaction from around the grounds to Adrian Durham's full-time phone-in and your verdict with me, Laura Woods, and Darren Bent. Let's start with the reaction from the Etihad where VAR intervened to stop Manchester City beating Tottenham and not for the first time. Well, Pep, just how disappointed are you with the end to that? Obviously, VAR ruling out what looked like a winning goal. Well, it's a deja vu. It happened in the last season, you know. When for one inch, uh, you know, uh, for one inch, we're out. And it happened last season. The goal from Tottenham was in the hand. I don't forget that. And today it happened the same. So it was a hands for the Super Cup final from Chelsea player for the shoot from Mane. Then it's not hands, and today it's hands. So. That is where it is, so we have to accept it. So there's a penalty from incredible penalty in the first half to Rodri, you know, and but we know that that would make us stronger and a part of that long time ago I don't remember a performance the way in that period of the season the way we played today is a really emotion and satisfy and the reason why we work every day to create this kind of feeling, the shoots, the play, the concede two shoots on target in in 90 minutes for uh, the best second team in, in Europe and that is their incredible quality, they don't need anything to score goals but our performance is overcome all my expectations, it was incredible good how we played. I just want to ask you about that in a second, but just to clear things up, with VAR, that didn't seem an obvious handball. You mentioned the Rodri penalty, so there seems to be a big inconsistency as, here. As go there inside the locker room, the referee, or go to London to ask to the, you know, to the guys there and ask them. So, what can I say? So it's not my job. So my job is try to to have the team in a good way to play and ask them why why Wolves is disallowed it and why you know, UEFA the hands from from the central defender from Chelsea is not penalty. So so that is where it is. We are in the hands. So we knock out games in important games. I have the feeling today we are in the hands of the referees, not in the in our hands. 
The performance in the first half was very good. You're talking about your team's performance, but should you have killed the game off in the fo- in the first half with the chances you had? In the second half as well, yeah. And just tell us about, there was an incident with yourself and Sergio Aguero. When he came off, he wasn't happy. Words were exchanged. What was going on there? No, I wasn't made understand. He's a winner. He's a, <laughs> you want to win. It was a situation and and it's happened. So uh, I have incredible relation with all of these guys and I know how good it is and he making it incredible effort because it's not easy to play against them. We need to accept the VAR. Uh, you cannot fight again. I think that uh, is, is here and uh, of course I was a little bit critic in the past uh, with the VAR but uh, you know, so we need to accept that. Uh, we need to accept the rules and um, I think it's not, it's not debate. Uh, it's only accept that the technology is in, in football today. Good evening, how are we doing? Good evening, okay. Jay, you're right. Not too bad, Jay, yeah. but how are you feeling? Um, well, I'm, as expected, this, I, I understood that VAR was going to have a massive impact, but little did I know what an impact it would have in two games for City. Uh, we've probably been at the hub of everything that's, uh, that's mm. wrong with VAR. I personally, irrelevant to the fact that we had, I feel we've had two points taken off us, I feel this is, the game is finished as far as I'm concerned. It's over. As a spectacle, as a spectator who pays potentially £60 a game, £50 a game, £800 a season, £1,000 a season, the game's finished. It's over. For you guys in the studio and all the armchair fans throughout the world who are watching it on TVs, great, brilliant, love it. The minute you go to a game, the spectacle is done. Now, Tottenham fans will have a different opinion going home on the motorways or whatever. They'll love it. They've been here twice now in the last two games and, and they've benefited from it. But as far as I'm concerned, that goal should have stood. Should have stood. He didn't deliberately handball it. I know there's been a rule change. But the simple fact is, VAR, in my opinion, was all about clear and obvious errors. And if that's a clear and obvious error, the game is finished. We might as well all pack up. I agree with what you're saying there, Zin. I don't know the game's gone. Don't. I don't I don't agree with that part, but the goal today, for me, it should have stood as well. I know VAR is coming, but I think when you look at... You can always tell the reaction from a, a player, and if you look at Manchester player, City players correct. and Spurs correct. players, not one person has put their hand up no. to appeal no. the answer. Nobody. So I think on that on that situation, I think you've got a point there. So where do we go? How How is this, right... Well, who's it aimed for? Can we all understand who it's aimed for? We, I agree that we, we all want to get to the right decision. Certain things you want, you want, you understand you want the right result. But if we're taking it down to finite brushing of arms, yeah. people get, what? It's finished. The game is finished. And the, and the worst thing is for me, the whole, the whole point about football was that it was replicated from Premier League down to grassroots. Yeah. We've got it in the Premier League but them got in the championship. How is that fair? Yeah. It's wrong. The whole point about football and the why people enjoy it throughout the world is because you can play it. You can play it in the park. You can play it at, on a, on a sh- bad pitch somewhere and you come out with the same rules, the same result, the same fairness. This is wrong. And I'm not moaning because, do you know what? If that had happened to Tottenham, I'd have felt for him genuinely the felt for him because it's wrong the whole thing about VAR is wrong it's built on money and the TV revenue not the fun not the result of the game it's nonsense and it's going to ruin everything that we've all enjoyed throughout our lives it's, I'm telling you it's finished let's go to John he's a Manchester City fan welcome John if that goal would have stood would there be any complaints off anybody 
The players accepted it as a goal. Managers weren't complaining. And you normally see if there's a decision that's gone and it's it's a bit dubious. The players will appeal. The fans will appeal. Nobody appealed. Mm. So that tells me mm. that that should have stood. Yes, black and white. It's the thickness of a hair. This, that and the next thing. It's an entertainment business. So as a fan, when do I actually celebrate that goal? Mm. Do I so- wait five minutes and say, oh, it's all clear now. I can jump up and down and wave my arms in the air a bit. It's ridiculous. The, the game has become sterile. But then you're allowed to wrestle Rodri to the floor in a WWE move, like a clothesline, <laughs> and nothing. And that was happening all over the park. That was yeah. happening all over the park. Bernardo did a, an absolute mesmerising bit of skill. He got hacked at about three times, and then somebody chopped him across the face with an elbow, and there was a foul given against Bernardo, so Spurs mm. got a free kick. I'm struggling with it, mate. Yeah, I've been were... watching football for... I'm 54 coming up now, and I've been going through the turnstiles for 50 years. And I'm struggling with this now because it's it's sterile. It's taking the, the passion out of the game. I jumped up and celebrated. I normally look for offside and see if there's a flag mm. gone up or anything daft like that. Now, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Mm. Uh, John mentions know. John mentions that, that incident in the game that wasn't picked up by VAR where basically Rodri looked like he was yeah. fouled inside the box. That, what, what are your thoughts on that? That's another one where it's, it's got to be a penalty. I mean, he's dragged down to the, to the ground and nothing happens and again we're going back to that one word inconsistency like where they pick up on the finest detail the handball uh, that chalks off Manchester City's goal but then clear and obvious where two players look like they completely drag Rodri to the ground and there's not even a, a check or anything so I think this is where people are going to start to get really frustrated because you can't you can't have such a decision where it's so blatant and obvious to everyone in the stadium, but then there's one where nobody can see even the Spurs players in the box no one appealed for the handball and that get chalked off it's just I said the, it's fine margins and as, as people have said on there before about money and the Premier League and how people have got a lot riding on it these situations don't help so if you're going to the Rodri had, one has to be a penalty because it's so clear and obvious and you could just see you didn't need a replay to, to see that mm. OK let's go to Cameron the Spurs fan welcome Cameron Cameron are How's you there? Going, there we go how you doing yeah, what yeah, would you like to yeah. say? Basically I think people's got, people have sort of got the wrong problem here you know the VAR's done nothing wrong I think people have sort of said this before me but um, people's problem, the rules are now being sort of now under a microscope in a way. You know, I, last year, again, when we played tra- um, Man City in the Champions League quarterfinal, people, people say that kind of took the magic away. It would have been beautiful if Man City won the game in that way. But at the end of the day, it was offside. And it wasn't clear and obvious. It was by a quarter of a yard. But the rules say that is offside. The rules say that is not a goal. Same with today. The rules say... That is not a goal. It touched the hand, it, and the hand cannot have play any part at all in creating a goal in a goal scoring chance or scoring a goal. So people have the wrong sort of problem here, and people have also said about inconsistency. I, people have been complaining about inconsistency with referees for like God knows how long. I mean, last year we were complaining about referees getting decisions wrong. Now people are saying they're getting them too right when there's this much money in the game and this much sort of on the line. I feel like that. I think people are getting sort of the wrong idea. We've just got to sort of stay patient with it. And I feel like that consistency will sort of come through because it's VAR, because but, we're not sort of relying on humans, if you sort of get what I'm saying. But I don't think it is, obviously, the referee's an inconsistency because was you at the game today? I wasn't. I wasn't. I had to watch on TV. Did you see the, the foul on Rodri? I did. Did you, yeah. th- did you think that was a penalty? I, I did. I, 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 I was a bit nervous. You know what I mean? No, I but that's, but that's, that, that's, that's the issue that people have got is that, yeah, you, I totally agree with what you're saying and that if it's a handball or soft side and the VIR picks it up, then that's perfect. That's clear enough. It's fair enough. Regardless of if it's a toenail or half a boot, that's fine. But then how can you give that goal? We'll chalk off the goal for Manchester City, but then not give that Rodri, which is a clear foul. I understand what you're saying, but what, where can we go from this? Are we saying after two games, just get rid of VAR? I'm not, I'm not saying that. Are, I'm just saying the consistency. are going to happen. 
I feel, I mean, today, at the end of the day, the, the thing is with penalties and fouls and stuff, that is down to interpretation, where, where it's black and white, such as offside, did it cross the line or did it touch the hand or something, that is black and white, that is yes, no. Penalties and fouls and stuff, personally, I, I, well, if VAR came in and the fouls in charge of FIFA, I would say let the fouls just step, leave them with the referees because that's interpretation. Do you know what I mean? We can interpret the rules. And different referees are more lenient, some are more strict. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like fouls and stuff, that, that should sort of be left to the referees. If it's black and white, that, that should come down to VAR. Today, personally, I feel like as harsh as it is on City, and if I was a City fan, I'd be absolutely gutted. I get where they're coming from. But unfortunately, you know, the rule sort of, it, twice it's happened now. It's kind of, I mean, it's unbelievable. If it was a Hollywood script, you wouldn't believe it, would you? I can't, I'm, I'm so happy with it. Great result. Game day, your verdict on Talk Sport. It was a game that you certainly were competitive in. Were you disappointed not to come away with something? Um, well, it's tough coming down to these places to get something. So, you know, the, the disappointment is more probably to think about over the weekend. It's more about the performance, which I was very pleased with, particularly first half. I thought we were a very good first half. We mixed our play. We asked enough questions. Our pressing lines were very good. Um, you know, they made it. we made it very difficult for them to play out. Um, and on numerous occasions, they turned the ball over. Um, we affected them. And then second half, they got a bit more of a foothold with the game, obviously. Um, I always think putting £70 million players on probably helps a little bit. Um, and, then, and then we still stuck to task. And it was really an error from us, as you all know, that they allowed them a breakaway chance. And, and you know, they've got a player who we know, you know, that I'll be amazing, he can, he can score out of them situations. And he did. Um, and then they got a bit more of a foothold. We still looked a threat at times just to maybe get one of them last-minute moments and then big moments. And Westy had a big chance at 1-1. So I'm, I'm not disappointed in the performance, that's for sure. Uh, but it doesn't get you anything from the game. What happened uh, between the two sets of coaching staffs? Uh, because Unai Maria has spoken to us and he said that he feels a little bit disrespected because someone didn't shake his hand. I have no clue about that. Um, if you want to talk about disrespect, let's, let's concentrate on the bigger picture of football. And nothing to do with Arsenal Football Club. There's people falling all over the place today. I went to a referees meeting, uh, sorry, a Premier League meeting recently. Did you know, I, I learned this, the maximum that can happen for absolute cheating, even with VAR, is a yellow card. Mm. So think about that. So that means every single game of every single Premier, Premier League player can cheat at least once a game, if you think about it, knowing you're only going to get a yellow card. Name me another support, a professional sport in the world that you can physically get told you can cheat at least once mm. and you just get, don't do that again. I find that incredible. And today was a measure of that where it's got to stop. Did you think that happened too much in the game today? Yeah, I think it did. And, and you know, and, I, I have to remind everyone how clear I am with this. We're not talking about gamesmanship. We're not talking about cleverness. We're not talking about someone in the box and I, and I tap you and you go down. That's been there for 100 years. We're talking about no one touching anyone and people falling on the floor. There's a specific incident that... that, that uh, no, there's the, you can make your minds up. You, if you, if you didn't see him, then that's up to you. But I think we all know that we did see him, all of us. What do you make of uh, the game and what Sean Dyche had to say, Chris? Hi, Adrian. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know whether or not um, Sean Dyche has got an issue with Arsenal. Maybe it's our comfy leather seats that he sits in or the water sends him a bit weird because he seems he had a go last season, but... I watched the game today, I was, in the, I was in the stadium, and what I found interesting was I watched twice Ashley Barnes do exactly what Alvin's just said, he bought a foul. So he turned his back to the defender, and he basically got the slightest of touch and went down. So maybe when Sean Dyche is saying, oh, uh, you know, I'm not just talking about Arsenal, maybe he should be talking about his own players as well, because there was a little bit of that about there, about uh, Burnley as well. And it's just, I kind of get to the point where I agree, it's kind of the game, you just need to accept them, and it's... If you can't beat them, join them. And Burnley do that just as much as Arsenal. Sure. 
No, I, I get that. And actually, you know, Sean Dyche was talking about buying fouls. So he's basically excusing his players who do it. And Ashley Barnes absolutely does that. That's part of his game. So do you think he's, he's basically saying that Arsenal players go down so easy, they risk a booking for a dive, but they know it's only going to be a booking? So there's, he's basically saying that the punishment isn't severe enough if it's a blatant dive. So I, I don't know, uh, Chris, whether he, whether he's right or wrong, or I don't know what to do about it if he is right. Well, yeah, this is the thing. I mean, you, you either have one end of the spectrum, which is you don't do anything about it, or you have the other end, which is you get silly things like, well, what's the next step beyond a booking? It's a sending off. You're not going to get players sent off for, for going down because then, you know, all right, I've heard this uh, this old school mentality of oh well you know they do it one week and you know nobody will do it the next week but it's just it, that's going to ruin well, the game more than anything else. Isn't I'll it? tell you what, Chris. Let's bring in a Burnley fan. Tony is uh, phoned into us. Oh eight seven one seven double two double three double four. Tony, what do you make of it? It's an interesting one. Um, the only thing I saw today was um, towards the end when the Arsenal goalkeeper and the defender both went down when no one had gone any near at either of them. Now, whether that's what Sean Dyke was talking about, I don't know, but he was absolutely appalling. Can we get this straight here? Because you're a Burnley fan, right? I'm, I'm hoping you're, you're a, a logical, sensible, and you're going to give me an honest answer here. Do you see Burnley players trying to buy a foul? We know what we're talking about, trying to buy a foul. If, if they went into the penalty here and they thought they'd get a penalty by going down... Um, and, and buying a penalty, do you think they would do that? Or, or are you more honest than any other Premier League team? Oh, I'm not saying we're totally honest, but I don't <laughs> think we would go down. I don't think we would go down in that situation. I don't, honestly. Um, we had a player yellow carded a couple of seasons ago at Everton for, for going down. Uh, yellow carded by John Moss. Because that was Scott Arfield, who's now at Rangers. I wasn't so sure about that, but when I saw it again, He'd just about been touched and probably did go down far too easily. But generally, no, I don't think we do. Game day, your verdict on Talk Sport. Unbelievable. Uh, I had to get Hattrick wherever. It's uh, it's the best thing uh, as a striker, so so I can be. I'm really really happy about it. Yeah. The first goal was absolutely outstanding. I mean, that is an unbelievable volley. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, Saw the the ball coming. Uh, there was one of our guys. I'm not sure who was next to me. I tried to yell him that leave it, leave it, and uh, he did. And uh, yeah, it was quite uh, uh, perfect, perfect shot out of that. And the, the two goals in the second half, both assists from Todd Cantwell, who, uh, to be fair, he pushed off the ball for the last goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Todd, Todd's been really good uh, this preseason and, and in the games against Liverpool as well. So, so he, it's it's nice to play with him. He's. Uh, like all the other guys, they are they are trying to find me uh, a lot of times. So so it's, uh, it's just enjoy playing with the guys uh, in this team. Any downside today? Maybe you should have had more goals in the first half. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said earlier. I could have scored a couple more more goals as well. But yeah, yeah, I think uh, uh, I'm happy with three. <laughs> happy with three. I mean, you're now going to be a marked man. Everybody knew about you in the championship last year. But now Premier League defences are going to say, well, hang on, he's got four goals in two games. We need to be very careful of this guy. Yeah, uh, uh, and they just need to, to find, the, find the places like I've been, uh, been doing. And uh. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com.
It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. There's a lot more to those 90 minutes than what goes down on the pitch. With the latest odds, form guides and expert opinions, you'll know the score with Ladbrokes. Odds update on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18 plus, be gambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Labrooks. The latest odds, we set them. Form guides, we've got them. Expert opinions, we share them. The best fans in the world deserve the best. Be match day ready before the whistle blows with Labrooks. Odds update on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com. 18 plus. Be gambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Hey, I'm confident I can keep, keep going, going uh, uh, do well in the Premier League. And, and we as a team, we believe we... We can do it, and uh, I'm 100% sure those guys will still still find me uh, in the box, and, and and I hope I can keep scoring goals. Mike is a Canaries fan. How are you feeling, Mike? You must be delighted. Yeah, very delighted, but not surprised to be honest with you. Um, it was only last week when uh, I was listening to all the commentators saying, "Oh, you know, Liverpool were a bit poor, they were a bit lax, but Norwich get in." That time, people gave Norwich some credit. We got in last week against Liverpool through good play. We batted Newcastle today through good play. Not necessarily because they were bad, because they weren't bad last week against Arsenal, were they? So, it's not that they're a poor team. We just made them a poor team. As for Pookie, well, we knew he'd score. And you've got something wrong for the break. You said he's a, he's a joint top scorer on three. He's actually got four aids. So he's, 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 oh, yeah, my mistake. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, so he's the top scorer with four. Now, if you buy a striker and he gets you 10 or 12... Most, most teams are spending 50 million on a player to do that, and they're quite happy with it. Our starting lineup today costs about five million quid. It's not about spending money like Villa, it's about keeping your good players together, building a team, building a squad, and having a great coach who knows how to make them play. Game day, your verdict. We had only pretty much 
20 minutes to prepare that game, so it was completely different, obviously, to the game we played on, on Wednesday. So it was a big challenge for the boys, and um, I, I, I loved what I saw today. You have to fight in these moments. It's not about trying to play your best football. And I saw a lot of really good football moments. Before the first goal, it was brilliant. Quick thinking before the second goal. A lot of really good moments, good crosses, good passes. Everything could be better, of course, but for, for the situation we are in, it was really, really good. And yes, then we opened the door a little bit for Southampton uh, with Adrian's uh, help. Um, now he arrived finally at Liverpool because Ali did the same, I think, in game three or four, I'm not sure. Um, so, all good. Apart from that, he played again outstanding. So. Yeah, really good, really happy, really proud today because it was really difficult. It's a long time since Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain started a Premier League game. How pleased were you with his performance? Oh, absolutely, it's great, absolutely great but how he played today. Yeah? So I think we, so how can you, how can you give somebody who, who was that long injured minutes, so we, 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 it's not about giving him minutes, but he, of course he needs to have minutes to, to, to find back on track and he did um, so we played him against Chelsea and he can play the position but obviously he didn't really feel it didn't really feel right in that game it was a very difficult game and for, for Oxford and then coming in today playing his natural position and was nearly flying eh? it was uh, in moments unplayable and that's um, really nice it was physically there um, looked like um, then he had, I asked him and felt a little bit cramps or whatever that was all when we took him off until then it was completely fine and I'm really pleased for him yeah yeah I, just, yeah, I don't know what it is with uh, Liverpool I, I mean I know in the Super Cup mate with Chelsea mate I'll tell you what we were lucky mate because I thought Chelsea played better than us I know the one on penalties but uh, then against Norwich, yeah, you know, Norwich, yeah, it was okay. Today, I don't know what it is, mate. There is something in that midfield, mate, that we're missing. I, I don't know what it is. If You know what I mean? Southampton today, you know what I mean? They slowed the game down, fair enough. But we looked, you know, we looked, they looked, they looked there were some tight legs out there. If you haven't got, I don't understand. If some players Frank, are not... hold on one second. Did you honestly just say there's some tired legs out there? They've been 2,500 miles in less than 72 hours. They've flown to Istanbul and back, played 120 minutes in penalties, and then they've had to come here today. And they, I mean, I, I saw Jurgen Klopp was saying that uh, they've had a good sleep. Uh, and they had a, a session watching videos of Southampton, but they haven't been able to train and they haven't been able to prepare for this game in the normal way. I think to a certain extent, it's not a miracle that they won the game. They've got better players than Southampton, but I think they deserve credit for winning the game, don't they? Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. Yeah, they've got the, they've got the result, but they've, got, they've, got, they've also got a squad where they can. They could have started with Lallana, they could have started with Chamberlain, they could have started with Beaman. They Chamberlain, did start with Chamberlain. Origi. Sorry? They did start with Jamelin. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sorry, my apologies. Yeah, but it, I don't know what it is. It just looked a bit subdued. I mean, obviously, okay, fair enough, the trip and all that. But I don't know. I just saw, even when they when played Chelsea and all that, you know what I mean? I know it was like quite humid conditions, but they looked slow. They looked slow. Chelsea looked like more fitter. Saturday is game day. Oh, it's off the post. Game day, your verdict on Talk Sport.